Hey, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of There's Just Something About Kansas City, where we're in conversation with the people, places, and things that make Kansas City such a great place to live. And really happy to have here in the studio with me today, Keith Bradley, of course. And for you folks that do not know Keith, You've probably been to one of his uh, stores. You've probably been to uh, a Made in Kansas City store. But the story behind Made in Can- Kansas City is so is so great. And I, I think people call you the brand- Kansas City's brand manager. <laughs> and I think that is so appropriate because of what you do and how this became a thing. Because I know probably when you're com- coming out of school or whatever, you, this was not what you had in mind to do, was it? And welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Frank. You uh, bet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm one of the co-owners of Made in Kansas City, and uh, it it was not what we planned to do out of school or, or as a career. And, and for me and my two business partners, it was our, our first business that we started, and we, we kind of talk about it as being a, a happy accident, you know? Sure. Starting with uh, 15 artists in one 300-square-foot store, that's now exploded to we work with over 250 Kansas City artists and makers, um, you know, across 11 different locations right. and, and different concepts. And um, it really speaks to the the creative nature we have in, in Kansas City. Right. And your two other partners, of course, uh, Thomas McIntyre and Tyler Andrews. You and Tyler went to high school together, Shawnee Mission East, right? Uh, Thomas and Tyler went to high school I'm sorry, together. Thomas yeah. and Tyler. You did not. Yeah, so. I did not. I'm, the, I'm a little bit of the oddball. So Thomas is my brother-in-law through marriage. And so um, him and I both went to Truman State University together. But, okay. But Thomas and, and Tyler went to, went to Shawnee Mission East. So, yeah. And then where did you go? I originally grew up in uh, Southern California, actually. So wow. I grew up there for the first 16 years of my life and then moved to the Midwest to, to finish high school and then Truman State, where I met Thomas and, and my wife and have been been in Ka- a Kansas City for about the last 16 years now. Okay, so when you're getting out of Truman State yeah. <laughs> and you've met these guys in school, right? Yeah. When you re- What... Were, where were you three going at that point in your life? Yeah, that's three very different, very different paths. It's, it's pretty funny. I was in the nonprofit sector, so I've worked with uh, several different nonprofits around Kansas City, from City Union Mission to Moxa to Ronald McDonald House Charities. Um, other partner, Thomas, he was in um, accounting and commercial real estate accounting. And then Thomas was in, uh, Tyler was in a, um, worked for a small family firm for a while and did some credit card processing for a startup company and all three very different paths. And we all kind of had this creative itch of like we wanted to work for ourselves one day, whatever that looked like, and and it kind of came through Made in KC. Yeah, and I guess uh, the two of them got it kicked off, right? Yep, sort of thing. Right. They did the thing at Prairie Fire yep. in a stairwell or a staircase, <laughs> wherever. You where they had the first pop-up You've store, done right? your homework, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. We were literally a stairwell to a larger store above us, and uh, it really was a great gateway. We got built-in foot traffic. It gave us an opportunity to test the concept, um, and it didn't take very long before— other artists and makers came calling, other landlords came calling and say, hey, we want to put a Made in KC here in this part of town, in this part of town. And it really exploded from there. We opened three stores in our first uh, six months of business. Yeah, so the three you get out of what you're doing, well, then those two are already out. They're, they're figuring we're going to do this. Might have only been a part-time thought at yeah, the time, right? right? And then all of a sudden you say, hey, that's a really good idea. Whose idea was it to open the first store? Uh, yeah, so that was that would be Thomas and Tyler. They're like, let's let's sign a long term lease here. Okay, and then um, I came on just very shortly after that, and it was in early twenty uh, fall of twenty fifteen. We were getting ready to open our second store up in Briarcliff Village, and we kind of really weren't sure w- this was going to be a, a 
you know, full-time thing for us or not. But Royals were knocking on the door of another World Series appearance. And honestly, we all had a good gut feeling like they're going to win this thing. And we rushed to open that second store as quickly as possible uh, to to enjoy that moment with, with Kansas City. And and it was no looking back from there. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I don't know when the exact date was you started. But if you saw how they played in April uh, of 2015 and they were playing angry and they were killing everybody yeah. they played and they were getting in fights and all that, you sort of thought something was uh, – yeah. Something big was going to happen then, didn't it? It was March of 2015 that we had our first yeah. pop-up store. That was, yeah. a, that, that was a great idea. So then you start – the whole concept is just terrific. I just think, you know, because you you are giving back. You were working with, uh, you know, in, in charitable on, – on the charitable side. So you've probably always had that in your heart and your mind that giving back to society was the way to go. And this, this store and the whole concept – is so unique and uh, so it, bringing all these artists together, giving them a space to work and to create, and they don't have to do it in their house. And they have an area where they yeah. can all get together and they can use they can use somebody else's concepts. And everybody is working together. That, what a great concept! And did, did you was that the original concept? Getting it off the ground like that. Yeah, we eventually wanted to become like the most robust platform for artists and makers that we could be. You know, a lot of uh, small business artists and makers, they're really good at, you know, their craft of making soap, pouring candles. But then they also are asked to do as small business owners everything else from accounting to payroll to marketing. And we really wanted to create a really robust platform and having really good stores that artists can feel good selling their product in and allowing us to be their sales outlet. And so one of the things that's really special about Kansas City is, you know, there's parallels in the nonprofit community. Everyone's very collaborative, works together. You know, if one nonprofit wins, all of them win. It's like that in the small business community as well. We want to see everyone do well. And and even the smaller subset of that, the artist and maker community, they all want to see each other succeed. And so uh, we really wanted to grow fast because for us, it real it, we realized very quickly that buying, let's say, soap from one artist for one store, um, it might be a, make that into a part-time job for them, a little supplement sure. income. But if we were then buying soap from that artist and putting it in 10 stores or 11 stores or now in a new airport location, that changes that artist's, uh, that person's life. They need to decide, do I want to quit my day job and focus on this? Can I make a career out of this? And we've just had so many of those success stories over the year. Uh, over the years that uh, keeps us going. Yeah, right. And it was, it was a side gig for them. They're doing out of the garage. Yeah. Uh, they had an extra bedroom, which is no longer an extra bedroom. <laughs> don't open that door. Don't open, that door. don't open that door. Yeah. Don't, go, don't go down in the basement. You know, <laughs> uh, Nobody's going to jump out at you with a knife, but don't go down in my basement <laughs> right now. You know, It's just not the place to be. And for a lot of them, it's so difficult for them to monetize it, to make enough stuff in that basement on a part-time basis uh, basis that and then to try to you know take their money out of the bank or their 401k or somewhere and then try to subsidize their own yeah. their own product or in, in every, store every weekend they're taking their products to another art show or craft right. fair and um you know, packing up the car work, packing up the car yeah. missing their kids soccer games right. missing their normal weekend life and with the hopes that they make a sale that weekend if it doesn't rain that weekend but we've given them a consistent sales outlet across variety of parts in the metro um, and again, now at the airport, their their product is getting eyes from people who are all over the world traveling traveling through Kansas City. Um, it's really just changed the the fabric of our local economy and what's possible with local goods. Yeah, right. And we see it at the Plaza Art Fair. Yeah, you see it at the Brookside Art Fair. You know, you see these 
everybody with a pop-up tent. So I go away on vacation sometimes. And weekend, they'll have a swap meet yeah. somewhere, and you <laughs> see all the tents and all the people bringing all their stuff. And you ask this person, you know, you're in, like, say you're in South Carolina or Florida on vacation. You ask them where they're from. Well, I'm from Mobile, Alabama, or I'm from... You know, I'm from a small town in Texas, and I you drive all the way over to, yeah, I have to, and do all this <laughs> sort of stuff. And like you said, it really becomes, they end up working seven days a week, yeah. maybe five days a week or four days a week, making stuff in their basement or garage, and then packing up the car for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going somewhere else to uh, to to, to uh, sell their product. Yeah, having yeah. that consistent brick-and-mortar retail outlet um, has been a game-changer for, for so many artists and makers, and it really speaks to... Um, Kansas City understands the importance of supporting and shopping local, um, really unlike other markets. And so uh, there's no reason why the, a maiden concept shouldn't exist in other cities. And a lot of cities have smaller, similar concepts, but there's not 10 maiden Cleveland stores in Cleveland. There's not even 10 maiden LA stores in LA. It's really something special we have uh, and unique here in Kansas City. Yeah, we really do. We have a we have a community of people that do this thing, and and now they have this outlet. I mean, they have to be. You had a trademark made in, <laughs> just say made in, and boom. And it's, if somebody wants it, all right, we want to do it made in you know Philly or made in New York yeah. or. Instead of we love New York, you know all that sort of stuff. You could you could trademark that out to other cities in the country. That's considered trademark. You heard it here first on on Frank. Bull's That's podcast. exactly <laughs> right. You got to trademark that thing out. You you could move from city to city. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about maybe there are other cities that yeah. have this kind of. Um, uh, artist community, you know, have you ever thought about that? Yeah, absolutely. So two, two different ways that were very unique and, and really important parts of our story as a small business is early in 2016, we got a call from Hallmark Corporation, right? The big retailer in, oh, yeah. in Kansas City's backyard. And they said, hey, we want to put local goods in all the area Hallmark stores. And so through us, we they partnered with us to provide Kansas City made goods in 13 area Hallmark stores, and that was their way to wow. continue to support local and our way to buy more from these artists and makers. And we put in their service as a consignment relationship, really unique. Through that, they said, hey, let's we got a big presence in Chicago. Let's try this in Chicago. So we created a Made in Chicago, wow. and we worked with Chicago-based artists and did a pilot in six suburban Chicago stores through Hallmark there. And we learned a lot from that process. It was hard to have success there without being physically present. But we learned a lot from working with a big retailer like Hallmark to the point where a couple years later, we opened three stores in Omaha with a couple partners up there called Made in Omaha. We opened three stores. Um, they're still there today. They're very successful. We sold them back to the partners on the ground. We thought that was the best best way to do, but we leveraged our our um, experience down in Kansas City to a similar size market up there. And they have three very strong, healthy stores supporting local goods just like we do down here. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the vendors yeah. and about the local artists and some of the people that, that you're working with and some of their some of their success stories. Yeah, that's the best part about what we do is we uh, we get to hear those success stories all the time. And um, we get to help people. You know, where are you at in your career? Do you want to do this just part time? Totally fine. Do you want to actually take it to the next level? Do you want to grow your team? Do you want to sell out? Side of Kansas City, you know, there's a there's a, a candle maker that we work with called Untamed Supply, and they make really great candles here in Kansas City. We were their first uh, big buy, their first wholesale purchase. So we we bought candles from Untamed Supply, um, put them in all of our stores several years ago, and then very quickly after that, they they exploded and they have candles in 40 states now, wow. which is just huge. And they're 
Kansas City based company, you wouldn't necessarily know it by looking at their, you know, their product. They don't scream Kansas City, but they make high quality candles and now they're everywhere. Uh, another great company um, is uh, Sandlot Goods. So they started um, leather manufacturing, making baseball inspired leather goods from uh, wallets and totes and journal covers. Uh, they have since now gone from maker to what we call manufacturer. So now mm-hmm. they manufacture baseball hats on a high level here in Kansas City. Um, they can crank out several thousand hats a week, which is just amazingly impressive when, you know, if you walk around town, 99% of the hats you see are made overseas, and Sandlot's bucking the trend, making high-quality goods here in Kansas City, um, paying artists and uh, you know, paying stitchers and sewers really great wages, um, and just really making an impact on the local economy. So everywhere in between, we work with all sorts of companies from uh, just, I have this real idea, I have this fun design, you know, Mahomes just threw this awesome touchdown pass, I'm going to make a shirt around that, right. to um, great Kansas City staple companies like Chris Elbow Chocolates, you know, Charlie Hustle Apparel, uh, Jack Stack Barbecue Sauce, and everywhere everyone between it's it's real exciting the 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 breadth and depth of of creativity and quality manufacturing we have in Kansas City that you can really stand up in other markets which is special yeah right so a lot of these people then have gone from their extra bedroom yeah. basement or garage to now having physical plants yeah. to put this stuff together and where are those where are some of those plants Located with some of the people like Yard Bowling. Yeah, a lot of them are located down in in the Crossroads Arts District, still over kind of off Southwest Boulevard. You know, that's that's where, um, you know, around Boulevard Brewery, there's a lot of different places that have popped up around there from the roastery coffees over there. Chris Rebel Chocolates are over in that right. area. And down the street, you got Spice and Foods, which you know, bottles barbecue sauce for a lot of different barbecue sauce companies. Sandlot Goods, who makes hats and yard balls, is over in that neck of the woods as well. Um, over in kind of Midtown, you've got um, Effing Candle Company, which is a, a candle company that started as a result of the pandemic. They made a pivot in their lives and started pouring really great candles. They just bought this massive machine that can that can pour hundreds of candles in 20, 30 minutes, whereas before they were they were hand Doing pouring all themselves, and couldn't right? keep up with orders and had to say no to big orders. And now they can say yes to everything, you know, going into this holiday season. That's real important for a small maker. They're in the central part of the city. But honestly, it's really it's, it's spread out all over. You know, a lot of it's concentrated in, in Midtown. Um, but um, we work with makers as far as, you know, out, based out of Lawrence, um, some in some of the rural areas around Kansas City who have some farms or things like that. Um, Casey Canico is one of our big companies we work with. They're down in the River Market area. So um, it's really spread out throughout the city. Yeah, and I think one of the things you're really proud of, too, you buy from Made in Kansas City and 90 cents of that dollar staying right here, not just in, you know, that, but the fact that they employ all these people and they yeah. pay them good wages and, you know, and, and 90, 90% of every dollar stays right here in Kansas City. And it really helps local economy. Yeah, it's it's really hard to overstate how important that is. And so if you kind of break it down at our store, because all the product we carry are from Kansas City-based companies, 90 cents on the dollar stays here. That other 10 cents on the dollar, you know, uh, that some of that goes to our uh, payment process. Some of those to a landlord that might not be local ownership landlord, and so on and so forth. If you shop at another store that say it's owned by someone, say a, a woman's fashion boutique owned by a local local person, local landlord, but they're bringing in dresses from Europe, from all over the place, about sixty cents on the dollar stays in the economy mm-hmm. from that because the product's not local. Take a step further if you're shopping at a uh, a Target or Walmart, right? They employ a lot of people in the area, um, big footprint, but most of the products aren't local. Some are, some are from USA, whatever, but. About 30, 30 cents on the dollar stays. And when you make that purchase on Amazon, um, uh, so you spend $100 on Amazon, a dollar stays in the local economy. Wow. So it, it's really it's really striking the, the impact you can have when, 
making the choice to support local, whether that's products or a restaurant, compared to you know that one-click shopping where you, we yeah. become accustomed to, where the money just leaves. So that's ninety percent compared to one percent. Yeah, now that's a, that's that's a pretty big difference, you Very know, for, difference. for the local economy. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's great. Uh, the the other thing, I think that's really great that uh, you know you guys are always thinking ahead, and now you've you've got you've got ice cream. In there, we were in a plaza <laughs> store. There, you got ice cream, yeah. you've got coffee, you got donuts. The best thing is alcohol. Okay, <laughs> so you have a bar right there, and of course, you know, yeah. you sit there. No better way than to get people to buy, give them a glass of wine, <laughs> give them a drink, give them a beer, and say, sure, enjoy the store and have yeah. a good time, right? Oh, man, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's a huge part of Kansas City's culture in a, in a really good way. And so when we started back in 2015, we were just doing products, right, things that you could buy, gifts, et cetera, cards, prints, T-shirts. Um, and shortly after, we realized, hey, there's so much going on in Kansas City creatively around craft distilling, craft beer, craft coffee, um, and we couldn't really uh, – work with those great companies from Jim right. Rieger to Boulevard to Casey Beer Co. And, and so on and so forth. So when we opened our, our Made in Casey Marketplace in the Plaza, which sounds like you recently visited, we said, hey, let's get our liquor license. Let's make it so that you can have it to go. You can taste it here. You can drink it by the glass. And let's really create this experiential um, this experience of shopping that you can celebrate all things Kansas City and right. eat, drink, and shop local all in one place. And it really has been a game changer for us as a business because one, it allows us to work with more people. Two, it allows us to really showcase the uniqueness of Kansas City's mm-hmm. culture, right? We're not just a barbecue town. We're not just this town or that town. We've got a little bit of everything and we do all of it very well. Um, and it creates a more enjoyable shopping experience. So if you walk in with your family, whatever, more enjoyable, there's something for you to do at the bar. Someone That's can right. get ice cream. Someone can get coffee. Someone can shop. Someone can just sit there and watch TV, whatever they want to do. But you're always going to find something new and exciting in our stores. And yeah. a lot of that has to do with with the bar yeah. component. Yeah, right. So somebody has a credit card. Somebody else has a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to sit here and wait for you to do all your shopping, you yeah. know, That's you know, husband or wife or go. kid or whatever. And here you go. This is just perfect. You're timing to do all this to start this couldn't have been any better uh, because of all of a sudden Kansas City hit, hit hit the you know the national map in 2014 when they go and they play the San Francisco Giants in yeah. the World Series they lose they go seven games exciting as heck and it's great next year they win you're open things are starting to hop in Kansas City Patrick Mahomes shows up all of a sudden the Chiefs are winning a couple of Super Bowls we got the Kansas City you know the draft was here in Kansas City which showcased our city as well I have friends back east call me on the phone going Wow, yeah, that say looks pretty. I said, you gotta come visit, okay? All my East Coast buddies, yeah. they're like, you know, you guys got still got cattle down there running down. I said, hey, why don't you just come and visit and yeah. see what we got? And seeing all those things and all that stuff happen has changed their outlook. But for your timing was perfect for you and, and your partners. Well, we obviously can't take credit credit for that. We no, just, you cannot. We just our, our philosophy has been just one, you know, do the next thing in front of us and try to do it well. But all those things that you mentioned, all the things you didn't even mention from, like, the new airport to the streetcar right. to, uh, you know, the revitalization of downtown, that, that didn't exist in, in the way it did when I moved to, when I first moved to Kansas City. Um, all these things of seeing the, the civic community really come together and rally around, hey, we, we can see our Kansas City. We can go this direction, you know. We can go the way of some other cities that are not so good right now, or we can go in this other direction. And, and people, by and large, made the right moves, and it's just real exciting to be a part of, like, to see it in real time every year there's something new and exciting going on that other cities our size aren't experiencing yeah right how much of an increase did you see over that period of time of people 
maybe more civic pride in what they're doing or, you know, buying those products. Yeah, it's, it's exponential. Can't even put a number on it because, you know, the, the common joke around Kansas City is if you uh, we wear T-shirts in our own city that represent our city, whereas that doesn't exist in other, you know, if you're in New York and you see someone wearing an I Heart New York shirt, you know they're, you know they're a tourist. That's a tourist. <laughs> that's a tourist. And that, that's, not the case for, that's not the case for our city. You know, I was at uh, an event yesterday. I sit on the board of Visit KC, and they had their annual Outlook and Tourism um, event yesterday at the Midland. And uh, Kathy Nelson, you know, invited the audience, you know, raise your hand if you have a, a Heart KC shirt or a Kansas City shirt. And there was, you know, not a hand that didn't go up in, in the crowd of several hundred people. So that wow. just speaks to the, the pride we have in our city. And it's not just pride for pride's sake. We really do have a lot of things to be proud of beyond our beyond and including our, our great sports teams. Yeah, we do. I, yeah, because and that's part of what this is all about, our podcast. There's just something about Kansas City. You're talking about the Union Station and World War One Museum miniature toy museum uh our great history with you know even the history of the mafia and everything (laughs) else we have had going for us this city is there's so much history here you know and i don't think people realize that from the outside because we are it it, you know considered flyover country but now all of a sudden it has become a destination and 2026, again, you're right on the cutting edge of that because 2026, we're going to end up having uh, the World Cup here. That is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that will be with the influx of tourism from not just the, you know, North America, but from all over the world, depending on exactly who we get here and what games we have being played here. Yeah, absolutely. Even just, you know, a couple of weeks, we'll be playing a football game in Germany, which is right. going to put our our guys, our name, our city to a whole new audience that has already already gained some interest and respect in Kansas City. And now they're going to get to see it in real time. The World Cup is just going to be that on a whole nother level, the NFL draft on a whole nother level. Um, and it'll be real exciting to see the the perceptions that change, right? Kansas City, why is it not in Kansas? So, you know, all the confusion that yeah, happens. Yeah, right. On Where areas. is Kansas Where City? Where is Kansas well, City? Well, it's on both sides of the river. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you come in to, to experience, we've got great food, great people, great music, uh, you know, um, very accessible. You know, you mentioned your buddies on the East Coast giving you a hard time. My family on the West Coast, they love to come to Kansas City because it's not like Southern California. You're not going to sit in traffic. You're going to get to do things and do them smoothly yeah. and have a great experience and get to know people and meet the restaurant owner and, and run into people that you know no matter where you are we've got all the benefits of a of a large city and all the all the charm of a small town and i'm real excited for the world cup we've already started planning for it within our business of from everything of we need to teach our team how to greet people in you know four or five different languages right. to what sort of products are our folks from overseas going to be looking for when they come to our shop what sort of accommodations do we need to think of that we don't think of for people who just come down for you know a weekend or the or the art fair for example um, it's it's going to be a game changer for our city for sure yeah it really will that that's interesting you have them uh, multilingual uh, uh uh, people in the stores now. That would be great. Just, just a little. Yeah, just we, a little something. Just a little. Where are you from? They'll say Brazil, and you give them a— Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> you get a little, uh, a little greeting in, in yeah. uh, Brazilian or in um, German or in Italian yeah. or in French or whatever it may be. I, I think that's going to be extremely exciting. The, the other really cool thing you did was you got yourself in the brand-new airport. Yeah. And for me, that was—that is just— Genius, because I know so many times people be either visiting here, even maybe making a connection or something, and they'll want to bring something home from Kansas City. They've been in Kansas City, and they'll go, last minute, they're at the airport, and they've been busy the whole time they were here at a convention or a business meeting or whatever, and they're in and out. Next thing you know, at the airport, and they have 
an hour to wait for their flight. Yeah. And all of a sudden they go, oh, my gosh, I forgot to get something <laughs> from Kansas City. What am I going to do? So that was that was great. Yeah, and they want to bring something more more meaningful <clears throat> than a keychain, for example, right. or, or a shot glass. While we have those things, too, we also have the city's best barbecue sauce, you know, the city's best chocolates, city's best apparel in that store. And you can really bring something that uh, both uh, is significant to the person you're giving it to, but also really meaningful to the city that you came from or bought it from. Um, and it's a high-quality product. And so our presence there has um, really been great. And all credit goes to my business partner who worked so hard on those contract negotiations, um, took several years of, of that process. And then also to the city of Kansas City for recognizing that, hey, we have a really good opportunity to do something different with this airport. You know, we have the most local concepts of any airport in the country, most right. local retail, local food. Um, and, you know, they minimize the impact of chains you see in there, which is really special. Um, and they really recognize that this is not an opportunity just to have a brand new shiny thing. But let's make it a model of what other airports could be. And I think our partners who operate the airport um, store for us, I think they've honestly been really impressed at the amount of local goods you can move through an airport. And to speak to that, some of our vendors have gotten placed in other airports already in, in wow. other parts of the country, which is really, really cool to see that now there might be – there's Sandlot Hats are now in Seattle Airport. Um, made Mob Apparel has been picked up by some other airports. And so it's just been, a, again, a game changer for these companies that only had Kansas City on their mind for a while, mm -hmm. but now have, you know, the rest of the country and, and, and beyond that as their market. Yeah, you, you said an interesting thing. They might be at a retail store, say in a plaza or wherever, um, or Zona Rosa or wherever yeah. one of the stores is, and they'll want some barbecue sauce. They know they have to get on an airplane, <laughs> so they're going to buy the little, you know, you, you see the, the little yeah. plastic bottle of barbecue sauce because they can't get through security. Yeah. But inside the airport, you get the full bottles. You get the full bottles full right there, right? Full glass, heavy bottles. <laughs> shove them in your, shove them in your suitcase and your backpack. Anyone you want, Joe's, Jack Sack, Arthur Bryan, Skates. We have it up there at the airport. Um, you know, those mini bottles aren't enough for us from Kansas City. Oh, gosh, you gotta, no. You can't. You that, that's not one. even one one burger. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let alone a slab of ribs. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it won't last. Also, I saw, this is the only complaint I have, I saw <laughs> you're selling Tim Grunhardt's book. Oh. Uh, yeah, View from the Center with Tim. Yeah. I'm only kidding. He's a great friend. and But I saw his book there, and he's a local guy. He's, I mean, yeah. he came here from Chicago. Played at Notre Dame, played for the Chiefs, and then decided instead of going back or going back to Chicago or moving to live somewhere else, and he could probably live anywhere yeah. he, you know, he he wanted in the United States, but he has decided to make this his home. Coaches at a local high school right now, Yeah, right? coaches like, at Bishop Meese High School, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, done a couple so. book signings and appearances in some of our stores. He did one for the NFL Draft Weekend, and um, I think we're going to see more and more of that from folks who decide this is – and I could go anywhere. I have I've made my money in my career, yeah. um, but I'm choosing to stay here because I just love it here, and I love the people, and I love that I can go somewhere and someone can recognize me, or I can be by myself. I think we're going to see that more and more from the coast, honestly, as they become right. more and more crowded. That the Midwest, particularly Kansas City, is a vibrant place to right. live. You don't have to make any sacrifices in in your lifestyle, and your lifestyle is enhanced by being in here. And um, yeah, Tim Grunhardt's a good example. Yeah, of that, I guess. Grunhardt's great. Yeah, well, we've got us two. You know, somebody like George Brett. George Brett. Yeah. Uh, Tom Watson. I mean, now Tom's a native Kansas Cityan, but 
he could he, he could live in Scotland for free. Yeah. I tell him all the time, you won five British Opens. I said, of course you could live in Scotland. You never have to buy a meal or a beer ever again in your entire life. And if, the, if the rumors stay true, <coughs> Travis Kelsey stays here, then Taylor Swift moves here, and then all of a sudden we're – We're golden. We're golden. <laughs> we are golden. She'll have a concert every year at Arrowhead, yeah. right? And and and, um, and Travis Kelsey, when he retires, will be one of her roadies. Yeah. So it would be just absolutely perfect, yeah. But uh, And for you, the same way. You're a Southern Californian, okay? Yeah. Weather's better. Most of the time there, except when it's smoggy. Uh, but uh, you are a Southern Californian. You could have lived anywhere, especially after going to Truman State. You could have moved back or whatever, yeah. but you have decided to uh, to make your home here. Yeah, it's been great. My wife grew up in Prairie Village, and uh, her and I, we have four kids. Oh, there's the secret. There's the secret. The, yeah. wife, the wife grew up Prairie in Prairie Village. Village yeah. So uh, uh, we have four kids, and but I, oh, couldn't, wow. I couldn't imagine raising them anywhere else, you know. And um, we live over in the Brookside area, and it's just fantastic that um, we get to have this tight-knit community in Kansas City, but also do, you know, just amazing things throughout the city. Yeah, it's great that those those little enclaves, you know, Waldo, Brookside, yeah. all those are, are, are doing great. You go to North Kansas City, same way. But the big thing for you that really helped was the development of our urban core has gotten uh, so much better. We Every city has problems, yep. okay? But development of the urban core, you talked about the Crossroads District. Downtown, the streetcar is now going to be expanded, and that helps as well. Uh, everything else that, that is happening around it. I mean, that is... That's huge for you and and, and what you're trying to do here. Yeah, you really got to get that part. Any city has to get that Mm -hmm. part right, and the rest will flourish from it, right? You don't really see the, you don't, yeah, the rest will come from it. So we've got a coffee shop right in the heart of downtown at 11th and Baltimore, all local coffee, beer, wine, spirits as well. We've got a retail shop on 31st and Martini Corner celebrating local goods. That's where we office out of, too. And so the development of the central part of the city all the way down to the plaza with with the streetcar um, is, is really something that, um, has definitely helped a lot of small businesses. And, and once the construction's done on the streetcar and some other transportation things get taken place and they continue to invest in that area, um, it'll only get it'll only get better. Yeah, and you're on the board of directors for Visit KC. Yeah. I know Kathy Nelson wears both hats, you know, yeah. Greater Kansas City Sports Commission and also with Visit KC. She, she juggles more things than I could ever <laughs> imagine doing. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Talk about that a little bit and about Visit KC and how much that has grown just over the past five or six years. Well, the the, the move they made to you know have Kathy oversee both is just absolutely brilliant because so much of our our tourism is impacted by our sports sports culture, whether that's at the collegiate level or the high right. school level. Um, you know, we host some of the nation's biggest volleyball tournaments in town, and and that comes through the partnership with Visit KC and the Sports Commission. Um, it really is great to see the continual development and elevating of, of Kansas City on a national level through these high-profile events that Kathy and her team regularly bring to the city. Um, it allows everyone to win from the local restaurants to, to businesses like ours and then, and by extension, the artists and makers we work with. So it can't be understated how important it is to have a really strong tourism bureau, which mm-hmm. is what Visit KC is, and and the just the incredible improbability that we've had in success in getting some of these events, right? NFL draft. Oh, gosh. The, the, the World uh, Cup. The wrestling tournament that's coming up next March is going to be so significant for our city. Um, we have no business being here except for the great work that 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 Kathy and her team puts in. And so um, the more that happens, the more everyone falls in love with Kansas City. People don't come to those events and leave thinking, uh, why did we – why did we go there? They always leave. That was a great time. I had an awesome time. It wasn't nearly as expensive as I thought. I got to see way more things than I thought I would in right. one weekend. Um, and um, 
I, you know, I got to bring my family along if I wanted to. So it's it's really great the the trajectory that that part of our city is on. Yeah, and, and Kathy will not take no for an answer. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's that's the big thing because there are a lot of cities bigger than ours uh, right. vying for the World Cup, obviously, and other NFL cities would like to have the NFL draft as well. But she just won't take no. And when you and when you can get the commissioner to cry, yeah. uh, that you know, I think Kathy has uh, has done a pretty good was, job. You, you know? know, we still it was just a couple weeks ago that they still pulled all that data out from the NFL draft of the economic impact. But then that's also coupled with those on the inside saying best draft ever, right? Yes. In terms of uh, how it functioned on the ground, how it looked on TV, the excitement from from Kansas Cityans like that speaks volumes beyond the dollars that it generates right. in that we can pull off a city that that pleases the guys back in New York. And, yeah. Um, and would, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we had it again in the next 10, 15 years right. just of how great it went. Um, you hear things from the Taylor Swift concert. You know, there was energy there that I think she didn't experience in other other cities because of just the excitement and how well we turned out for those two nights there. Yeah. Um, we really know how to show up for big things um, and recognize that, that we don't we don't take them for granted. Yeah, we don't. And the, the NFL, or I'm sorry, the World Cup is a big thing because that's international. It's FIFA, and we've seen, I've seen the Netflix on FIFA, <laughs> okay, which has totally changed now. They have gotten rid of a lot of the people that were originally in there and all the bribery was going on, all the bad things are going on with FIFA. But to land that World Cup here when there are so many other cities in the United States vying for that was just, that was just an incredible feat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait for it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. They're going to have to renovate Arrowhead a little bit, but that's okay. Because they're going to eventually get a new Arrowhead anyway. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see see what happens there. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm interviewing you for a job. Where do you expect to be 10 years from now? Okay. <laughs> what do you expect to be doing 10 years from now? But where, where are you headed with Made in Kansas City? You know, that's a really good question. So uh, 10 years from now, hope to be still owning and operating this business and, and continue to improve it on a, on a higher level. We want to create the best shopping experience for Kansas City. Um, that's going to make them want to come back and buy local goods. But uh, thinking of what you discussed earlier about other markets, that's definitely something we're, we're interested in exploring. And, and whether that's through a franchise model or through just some sort of support model of helping mm -hmm. people. I took a, a call from a lady from Detroit last week who wanted to start a similar thing in Detroit. I've taken calls from folks over in Pittsburgh and um, in New Jersey, all across the country who, are, who have noticed Kansas City and, and want to do something similar on a, on a higher level, higher scale. I see that being a really good part of our, mm -hmm. our future in the next 10 years. Ultimately, we want to keep getting civically engaged through Visit KC, through um, different things that my partners are involved in, to continue to elevate Kansas City in whatever ways we can. Um, our hope is that we can continue to make um, shopping local convenient, an important part of everyday's lives and the impact. My pie in the sky dream would be that we continue to work with bigger businesses, whether that's the Hallmarks or Russell Stover's or H&R Blocks or uh, the Cerner's of the world or the Garmin's of the world and say, hey, what can you do? You employ people in the region, but what other purchases can you pivot in your company? Um, do you serve local coffee at your office? If you don't, why not? Right. Is it the price? Are you going to you know, pay a little less buying from Folgers? Most certainly. But if you left that Folgers account, for example, and went with a local coffee roaster, a, a Thou Mayest or a Maps or a Notion Coffee, 
that's going to completely change the trajectory of that company's life mm-hmm. um, where it's a minimal impact for you. They're going to have to buy another roasting machine, hire another delivery driver. Um, then all of a sudden, all your folks in your office are drinking local coffee they've never had before. Right. They're going to go check out those cafes on the weekends and show their friends. They might buy a bag to take home. That type of ripple effect, that was coffee as one example. There are dozens of examples that we can do. If we can have the larger corporations that have helped build this city continue to make internal pivots, I think we're going to have a really dramatic impact on our local economy and culture. And then my hope would be the next time there's a big, um, you know, uh, an economic recession or uh, a big event, people would look back on Kansas City and be like, that was that was really hard for the the rest of America, but for some reason Kansas City fared pretty well through that time. Uh, why they why do is that? that? Yeah. They were diversified. <clears throat> they support each other. They had already made these. Inter- their supply chains were shorter because they were buying from local goods, um, so on and so forth. The people didn't have to close any local restaurants because people understood the importance. We really saw during the pandemic how quickly your landscape could change if you didn't support the local restaurant, the local store. You know, the local McDonald's was going to be fine. Right. But those places went away almost overnight in some cases if you didn't go out and support them. And that's what we want to see happen on, on a big scale over right. the next 10 years. How, how did you weather that storm, COVID? It was, yeah. we <clears throat> Challenge? We, very, obviously. very challenging. Yeah, we shut down for two months, all of our stores, all of our cafes. Um, we did all the things that that um, all the other businesses did, you know, had to take PPP loan and uh, economic disaster money to, to ride out that wave. The really amazing thing we saw happen was once people kind of got a handle of what it was going to be like, right? We're in a mass, we're in a distance. And once we can reopen, um, we saw the latter half of 2020 was our, our best year in terms of overall revenue mm. um, that, we, that we ever had. It was our best holiday season, you know, coming off our hardest year internally. And that even grew into 2021. To me, all that means is Kansas City really understood the importance of supporting its local neighbors. The artists that we work with, they're not just strangers. They're your next door neighbors. They're people on your kid's soccer team that you rub shoulders with. And so I think our community really understood, hey, this is where I want to spend my money. This is where I want to spend my time because I don't want it to go away. Yeah, right. And you guys have gone through all the growing pains of developing something like this. So your template would be incredible for another city just to be able to pick up and take. And, wow, this that's great. You know, and everybody would have their own unique right. growing pains. But with your template and what happened here— You've got to be able to really help some of these cities out. Yeah, that's what we would hope to do. Yeah, and even our growth, even though we it, we grew really fast, there was a lot of intentionality behind it, mm-hmm. right? Our our first store at 135th Street came out of the fact that we we know when you live way out there, you rarely drive it. You're rarely driving north <laughs> of 90, there, right? 95th Street. That's you right. Know? Uh, and then our second store is up in Briarcliff Village. If you're north of the river, you know, you come down for special events south of the river. But if you wanted to support a local artist and maker, you really had to make a sacrifice. You had to go to their pop-up show, which was maybe south of the river. You had to follow them on Instagram. You had to, you know, you know, do things like that. We really wanted to make it convenient to where we A lot of hurdles to get A lot of hurdles. So we grew out in the suburbs intentionally and then worked our way back in. Yeah. Boy, that's really interesting, too. Yeah. And, of course, I know you're very proud the charitable part of your organization with, with Made in KC and how much you guys are giving back to the to the city. Yeah, we, we, we get donation requests quite a bit, and we love to give when we can and, and to who we can. Uh, we support a lot of organizations, obviously, in the art in the arts world and, and like to see those flourish. And then, and then because of some of the work I've done in my past, we support a lot of children's organizations. I also mm-hmm. sit on the board of Jackson County CASA that, that supports kids going through foster and uh, foster care. And um, 
I think that also speaks to when you, we have a store called Made in KC in Kansas City. People expect and uh, you to be um, connected and generous, and we try to do that as best we can. Yeah, and you're and you're probably getting really good feedback from the major companies that are international companies that are based here in Kansas City too. Let alone Andy Rieger and Riegers and yeah. you know Boulevard Brewery and all those. But you're probably you know the Garmins and you talked about you know Cerners and all those people. You're probably getting pretty good feedback about uh, about what you do and how they'd like to be part of that as well. Yeah, I can't I can't speak enough about that uh, kind of two years we had with Hallmark of that mm-hmm. major corporation. You know they have over 300 stores across the country. We learned so much from from working with them to help us be where we are today. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Keith, you and uh, Maiden, Kansas City, along with Thomas McIntyre and Tyler Enders. Uh, it's just, I can't thank you enough for coming in. Number two, talking about this, what a great concept. Uh, what a tremendous success story. And you and Maiden, Kansas City are one of the reasons there's just something about Kansas City. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate it.